Hey, you've reached Anthony Stevenson with Come and Take It Productions, the Texas Independence Fest, and Come and Take he It said, Live. Just give First, him a call back. Please take your name, phone number, and a detailed message, and I'll give you a shout back. No. If can. Or for a faster response, please send a text message. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. We were just Have texting, and you said to call. At the tone, please record your message. When you. I'm not going to do that. I refuse. Let's try that again. Jesus, Mr. Anthony, come and take it, Productions. Here, I'm calling you again. Buenas noches. I almost left you a dirty voicemail and recorded it, but I did not. I refrained. <laughs> you should have. I could say that the lady. Well, what's up, everybody? This is Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, and today we have... One of our, actually, you know what? He is our only sponsor now because Odyssey Print Shop is no more. Uh, we have Anthony Stevenson of Come and Take It Productions, so I know everybody is familiar with that man's name and face. Uh, he he is, for those, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for stopping by. If you are a dedicated fan, uh, one of the 14, uh, we also appreciate that. But Anthony has been our longtime sponsor probably for the past four or four and a half years now. And we owe a lot of thanks to this man, as, as does a lot of people in the metal community. So, Anthony, thank you very much for coming on. And um, we'll just go ahead and dive into it as far as, like, how you personally have been affected. Friends, family, you can go into as much detail as you want um, or you can go as little as you want. But that's what it's about, man. We just want to make sure that we're keeping in touch with everybody and making sure that everybody's doing okay, helping out where we can, and seeing what's coming up in the near future whenever this kind of mulls over. So here we are. You got it, man. Well, thank you for having me, brother. Uh, very much appreciated. Um, obviously, some pretty crazy times, you know, that we're in right now that uh, I'll tell you right now, like, I doubt anyone saw anything like this really coming, but I mean, like, the music and industry as a whole, you know, uh, and not just music, you know, film, sports, you know, all kinds of stuff, performing arts is obviously like just at a standstill. And it's like out of the decade of doing this stuff, I never really once thought like, oh man, you know, if something like this were to happen, how would we handle it? What would we do? And, you know, what would be the, the proper steps, you know, and our kind of, Stuck in the middle of it and trying to figure it out as it comes, you know? It's pretty crazy. Just kind of like, uh, is there a playbook for this? No, no, they threw it away? Fuck, we got to write a new one? Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, audible, 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 <laughs> audible. <laughs> you're, looking, you're looking over at the sidelines like, I'm sorry, I don't know what head scratch, two fist bump, chest pound means. Jesus Christ, someone help. <laughs> yeah, let's just. Hail Mary all day and see what happens. Yeah, they're like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going, just everyone just go straight. Just, I don't give a fuck. Just go straight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's good. You know, it's good to laugh in, uh, as you said, in times like this. I know that everybody probably has a podcast in their closet, just like we do. But hey, we're doing what we can because we can't do in person interviews. And we will be, with, with Anthony's permission, we want to come down and do some podcasts down at Come and Take It Live just to get more people down there and interested in what we do down there. So how, how is come and take it live doing as a, uh, as a whole, my man? 
Will, um, you know, obviously her city of Austin bars, restaurants, venues and stuff have to remain closed through May 1st. Uh, as of now, that's, you know, unless they come back and the powers that be push that suspension deadline further back, which, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, right now, just like any other bar and venue in town, man, we're closed. You know, there are little projects and things that we've been working on in the meantime that, you know, some of, uh, you know, staff and my business partner have gone into to work on, you know, so that when we do reopen our doors, you know, we're hoping to fucking, have a couple of like, renovations and, and things. Fucking wow some people like a brand new club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got that one too. <laughs> I loaded exactly. them up. Yeah, it, yeah, man, I, I dig it. I, I need to get one of these soundboards, dude. This thing is great. Um, and when I talk to like booking agents and managers on the phone, if they, I don't know, say something awesome or say something kind of dumb, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's what it's uh, for. It's what it's for. I paid six hundred dollars for this thing just for uh, a MIDI board, MIDI samples. <laughs> killer, man. Uh, but we're just trying to make the best of it, man. I mean, I say the best of it. Uh, more like we're trying to make the best of the time off, I guess you could say, you know, trying to rework some things and work, again, work on projects, renovations and things like that, just to make, you know, this downtime, um, fruitful. Worth <laughs> yeah. Worth exactly. it. Yeah. Worth, yeah. Right. Um, it's one of the, one of the guys I spoke to, um, here recently said, now is the time. If you are a musician or in a band, now is the time to live your life. Like that's your fucking job. Get up, drink your coffee, work out or whatever, stretch, do some goat yoga. It doesn't matter. But now is the time to really hone your craft. If you're a guitarist, you know, do your playthroughs, run your set front and back, you know, get really good at what you do because you're not you're not going to have any free time off of work that the federal government has forced upon your employer or you personally. So wake up and pretend you're in a band that actually makes money. For I know that sounds right. kind of I know that sounds kind of shitty, but that was just that was the frame of mind to be in because when you do have to go back to work, now you're ahead of the game really fucking far if you practiced yeah. and put out content and so on and so forth. So I think that's really rad that Come and Take it Live is taking the time to do some renovations and whatnot. So whenever we come back as patrons, we can go, oh, look at that. That's nice. Right, right, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's that's the plan, man. And you're right, dude. Like uh, now is, you know, a great time for these artists to develop content. Obviously, write some new music. You know, maybe put out some albums. You know, new merch designs, new this and that. You know, but primarily, yeah, just just content, content, content. You know, if any band comes out of this hiatus, you know, when the fucking pandemic is all said and done, without any kind of product or progress then they just they just screwed up bad shame you know? on shame on you exactly yeah 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 but in in the booking world man unfortunately you've you know, had you've of, you've had some doozies of some emails come through because you were just following the guidance right yeah yeah it's you know it's, <laughs> the, dude yeah uh i can't even think of that that piece of work name it's not even worth remembering the name, no but, it's not uh but yeah, yeah, it's, you know, there were people that now there's more so in the beginning, right? Like when this was first going on and people, 
you know, were questioning the severity of, of what was happening. And Correct. They couldn't wrap their minds around, you know, shows canceling from the venue side or tours canceling from the artist side. And, you know, now kind of, I don't want to say fortunately, but, you know, now people get it. They understand that it's not just like, right. okay, this promoter or venue or city is picking and choosing, you know, like it's just, it's forced upon everyone and we have no choice yep. but to postpone and cancel and, you know, everyone across the board, all venues and promoters are scrambling right now, like, you know, an agent too, like to try to successfully set up a rescheduled date for a lot of these tours, you know, with the, the hopes that, you know, okay, by this month we're going to be clean and clear and the tour can happen. You know, folks are pushing things as far back as the middle of next year because God damn. they already have like tour plans and stuff for the fall that are already set in stone. So they can't change those. They have to basically take these tours that they're postponing and then place them after these other fall plans or, or shit spring plans of next year that they already have. Shit. So, that poof. That hurts. Yeah, it, that hurts a lot. Yeah, we've had, um, you know, some tours and shows uh, postpone a couple months down the road. A lot of them are postponing for the fall of this year, but I've had probably a handful or two of shows have to just... Just completely you know, drop. Completely drop and just basically, you know, look at the spring of 2021. They're like, <laughs> they're like we're not too sure if we're going to be a band by fall 2020, so we're just going to rain check this one. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we were we were having issues with our bassist, uh, but we can backtrack him, but uh, we'll be back, you know, like no, I, I I mean, I'm just trying to make fun of, you know, I I'm I'm always an optimistic guy just trying to make fun, but everyone needs a bassist. Bass bass makes it thick. So everybody mm-hmm. like everybody likes some thick some thick tunes. Yeah, that's that's a T H I C C. Yeah, yeah. The thickness. Thickness. Some thickness. <laughs> Uh, so how, okay. So also you, so you're a man, you you are a man of, of many hats. You have venue owner, you have a, uh, production company, uh, you have come and tour it and you're also in critical assembly as the drummer, unless from the last time I've saw you play and you've quit and didn't tell me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm still playing with critical assembly very much we actually okay. recently put out a new ep I believe we released it beginning of march and we went down to mexico city to play uh hell and heaven fest oh yeah um, how was that man let's 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 talk about good times <laughs> yeah well so, so that's the thing right we you know all this stuff is kind of going on and we're questioning whether or not the festival is still going to happen and you know more and more bands are having to pull out the festival because of their uncertainty of what's happening their travel bans from europe and you know all kinds of different reasons right so the festival still happens like whole thing goes down we get down there and we play saturday uh everything's fine there's still forty thousand people at this festival and Fuck. we're walking around and and yeah, and, and, you know, there are people wearing masks and they're, you know, they have like little festival masks that they're selling or giving away or whatever. And I've seen plenty of those uh, at EDC every time I go. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, folks are taking precautions. They've got, you know, hand sanitation stations set up, all, all this stuff, you know, but like, 
I don't know. They didn't give a shit. They were still going down, and the crowd was <laughs> They're like, awesome. fuck it. Get my medal on. Yeah, right? And um, and, it's, and it went off, and that hitch. Now, when the festival wrapped, um, you know, things were getting progressively worse in Austin and, you know, throughout yeah. the country. And we're sitting down there in Mexico at our Airbnb just, like, you know, on our phones and, you know, watching <laughs> the news. And we're like, like, dude. Do we need to go back or no? We're good here. Yeah. I, like, do we need to try to change our flights and get back early or, you know, do we just <laughs> – because everything was completely normal down there. Like the stores are fine. No one's hoarding shit. You know, people were out and living their lives and, and, uh, you know, uh, the stores had toilet paper in stock and there was no, you know, there weren't issues like that. No disease uh, of the asses. No disease of the asses, man. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we're just kind of waiting it out. Right. Well, there's, um, a couple bands from Columbia that played the festival that I'm good friends with. And, one of the bands was supposed to have stayed in Mexico uh, for the remainder of, of the month of uh, March and, you know, play shows throughout the, uh, throughout Mexico. And that all got scrapped and, you know, things were getting worse back home in Colombia. So they were trying to scramble to, to get new flights, which they were uh, successful in doing, but we, uh, we let them come over to the place they're staying at and just kind of rest and freshen up before they went to, uh, to catch their flights at uh, like 10 PM that night. And everyone took a nap, everyone laid. I mean, we were all just cast out from, from the festival. And so when True. we woke up, they woke up to, I mean, just a bombardment of missed calls and texts and messages and all this stuff because at midnight, the Colombian border was being closed. And you know, oh, like, even shit. to their own citizens. And uh, yeah, and so they're like, dude, we don't know if we're going to even be able, like, allowed back in our country. So because they were up in the air, wheels up at 10 p.m., you know, and, in the air before they closed the borders they got in fine but they had to go to a mandatory 14-day quarantine when they got there damn and uh, yeah like crazy stuff and, you know anyways just having to worry about all that stuff man and getting back is pretty crazy that uh i can't think of anything that comes to mind in my lifetime with the exception of when i was in iraq when we invaded Iraq from Kuwait for the very first time in 2003, I had to don the the suit. I was in mop level gear four, I believe. I can never remember if it's mop level one or four, which one's worse, because sometimes things are just backwards where number one is the worst, but it's the, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think it was mop level four, but I was... Fully suited, head to toe, gas mask on, the whole nine, because they thought there was chemical uh, uh, chemical weapons or weapon, you know, weapons of mass destruction, which turned out to be a completely just fucked off lie. And here I am, 19, 20 years old, just rocking this gas mask and this Mop 1 chemical level suit, just biohazard, all because we saw a missile fly overhead and we didn't know whose it was. So... I can totally understand because the fear, the fear is what drives everything because I was sitting here at the house just trying to play this out in my head and just, just, just follow me on this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there, you could look at it from conspiracy theory and real logical sound. Like people think that the 5G antennas that Huawei, the company from China is setting up because they turned them all on at the same time in Wuhan. And next thing you know, because there was electromagnetic electromagnetic and, and, and radio frequency above 5 gigahertz in the 24 gigahertz range that'll cause mutations. I was just like, 
Okay, well, there's there's that group, you know, like that's the Waco <laughs> Koresh kids. And, right, yeah. And then you have other people out there that are saying that it came from this, that, and the other. So I just kind of thought about, hmm, what if everybody actually did just f- say fuck it and continued to go to work as normal, go to shows, go to this, go to that? I would wonder what the fallout would be because, like they say, there's people that are asymptomatic that can have it and don't even know it and pass it and move on. They may get a sniffle or something, but they'll be fine. Then you have, like, the medium-range folks that get, like, a fever and some body aches. Then you have the people that die. Like, there's this kind of three- or four-tier system to this disease virus. And I was just I, – I know it's kind of a dark thing to think about, but, you know, it's to the point where you just – kind of let your mind wander and try to figure out, I wonder what would have happened if, and no one would have given a shit and say president Trump would have been like, Hey, you're completely fine. Like, no, 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 no. Like just go back to work. You know, we're once we get the virus figured out and vaccinated, then we'll come in and cure everybody. And if people pass between now and then, you know, that's just the cost of being, I don't know, in America. I don't know, man. It's just weird. If you really think about it in some form of multiverse, like what happens like we're seeing mm-hmm. right now, like right now as it stands, because I like uh, I don't like to do it. It's just something I do, so it kind of time time stamps the the interview. So I check the current coronavirus case count before the end of the night, or at least on my last episode. And today we have had thirty thousand confirmed cases. Yesterday we had twenty five, so we've had a five thousand percent in, or five thousand person increase. And the total cases is 368,000, just above 368,000 in the U.S., with just shy of 11,000 people that have died uh, since this thing has started recording. And in the globe, we are at 1.34 million that have been confirmed with the case and 74,000 deaths, just to name a few. So it's real. Yeah. It, it's yeah. definitely real. Yeah. That's wild, man. It's yeah, it's hard for me to really kind of wrap my mind around, uh, you know, between media and, and you know, reading so many different articles and what's legit and what's not, and, you know, it's kind of hard for me to really... Oh, it's tough, yeah. That's why whenever I whenever I went on the hunt for I need something, I don't need something, but I wanted something to look at daily whenever I did these interviews, because I'm reaching out to people that are far northwest Texas, I talked to a kid in Hedford or Hereford, Hereford, H-E-R-E-F-O-R-D. Yeah, Hereford, Norton, like kind of near Amarillo, I think. I've talked to people down in the RGV and McAllen, and it's kind of a different story all over the place. And people are getting different news. And, you know, one people, one set, you know, one group of people get this told to them. The other group gets told this. And then there's this like fight in the middle because, well, Da 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 da, and it's kind of it's kind of weird because I'm riding in the middle on this one. It's like I don't want to freak out too much. I want to abide by the standards of washing my hands and keeping my distance and so on and so forth, but I don't want it to completely consume my life. So if I have to go to the grocery store, then I'll go. But it's only if it's a necessity. I'm not just gonna pop in there for, oh, I need some fucking donuts. Let me go get some donuts because I'm a fat ass. But, but you get the point. Yeah. Hop in the truck, ma. We going to get, we going to get something. Come on, boy. Come get in the truck. Go get some barbecue. How, how's your, how's your, how's your, uh, 
your barbecue itch getting scratched these days? Well, uh, you know, obviously can't uh, frequent the, the spot, you know. Uh, although there are still a handful, you know, the restaurants that are doing like to go and whatnot, which is great. So. Which is phenomenal. Yeah, just trying to show them support, you know, but at the same time, don't want to get out too much. But uh, I've been using this time, man, at home, you know, obviously we're cooking more at home, which is great. We love to cook here, and I love to barbecue and grill and, you know, smoke various, you know, meats and whatnot. So I'm uh, trying to hone my skills a little bit, you know, and, and trying to, uh, you know, I don't know, just get better at that myself. I'm surprised that you haven't had a uh, barbecue kind of thing, an event at your at your place. Oh, wait, you can't you can't do shit in your parking lot anymore, can you? We can. We can uh, host events in the parking lot. That's not an issue. We just can't have amplified sound in the parking lot. Uh, uh, and you know what's when, crazy uh, is I think uh, we talked about this before. You Okay, so for those listening, again, uh, I'm Ryan with the Atex Mail Podcast talking to Anthony Stevenson of Come and Take It Productions, Come and Take It Live, Come and Tour It, our sponsor that has kept us, you know, kept his doors open so we can do what we do and talk to the bands that come play at his venue. But... He threw a show. Was it what was it a um what show was it that you got all the permits for? You did everything legit and they still said, sorry, you can't do that again. <laughs> um Texas Independence Fest. Independent God damn it. I knew it was Independence yeah. Fest. Yeah, we, we uh we did everything, man. We uh, you know went to the city, filed the applications, got the permits, had the farm marshal out, you know, did uh, everything we were supposed to do, everything was good. It was all stamped off and, and uh, you know, signed off and approved. And the issue was that – the issue was not that we didn't abide by the rules, but they had uh, – <laughs> they just had an abundance of noise complaints. Um, it's, too, which, funny enough, it's too damn loud. Turn it down. Yeah, it, well, and the majority of them did not come from all the apartments, like, right behind us. I mean, we have all these complexes right behind the venue, right, where the stage backed up to <laughs> – uh, or they were like, from, they, they were probably uh, like, fucking free show, count me in. Oh, dude, yeah, man, they have their, you know, cases of beer on their balconies watching the show. They, <laughs> they know what's up. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just, uh, the, the bulk of the complaints came from, you know, the lofts and the condos and the things across Riverside where, you know, folks. All the new their, shit? Yeah, 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 they, they if they're, God, if they're it, white claws with their pinky out. Kind of it's thing, like, you know? okay, hold on, hold on. I take offense to the white claw pinky out, okay? That's me. <laughs> well, that, the reason... Hey, but, but, quick, but I know... I, I'm, I'm drinking a white claw right now. That's why I'm looking <laughs> at the can. I'm like, it's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> it's the first thing I grabbed the fridge, man. I've been drinking all the beer. I need, I'm, not, I need to, I'm not hating on you. I'm not, hey, I think this just shows how, how adult we are. I mean, mm-hmm. right or wrong. Cause we're trying to party, but we're also trying to uh, trying to hydrate. So no, dude, I'm gonna come out of this fucking quarantine 25 pounds heavier, man. <laughs> I've already from the beer. And, uh, yeah, luckily I don't. I'm not a beer drinker at home. I don't understand why, but I will get down on some. Uh, like right now, I'm almost to the bottom of this crown that lets me know that I need to walk out and get a refill real quick. But <laughs> and that also lets me know I'm halfway through the show, which I'm pretty close. We're at 25 minutes, and I said it's about a 30, about a 30, 45 minute show, so we're getting there. Um, <laughs> and and as you can tell, we're gonna loosen up and let some shit fly as the liquor flows. But mm-hmm. we, um, but yeah, I can't believe that it was the people across the street. It's like you're coming to you're coming to East Riverside. It, like, hey, this ain't this ain't motherfucking 360. 
is East Riverside. Now, I don't want to put I don't want to paint East Riverside into this like negative light, but at the time, no. but at the time they're they're trying to build it up. They're trying to make, you know, it just you take you take a bad situation, you throw some apartments in there with, you know, median income and whatnot. Now, I don't know what the you know, what it takes to get into those apartments because I don't live there, but I could tell that they were trying to make an effort to revitalize that area. And we could probably argue about this between uh, gentrification and and not. But to be honest, it's it's I, I know that I have seen a change in that area because back when me and you met uh, at Dirty Dog Bar in 20, oh, Jesus, late 2014, early 2015, that was where the podcast and the Come and Take It Productions Kinda. That's where our that's where our bond was formed at a taking on Poseidon concert with with Casket of Cassandra and an Army at Dawn and Jesus. I mean, bands that don't even Damn. exist Take, anymore. Taking it back, bro. Taking taking on Poseidon, man. Shout out to uh, Skylar Harpole right there. Skylar Harpole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you know, I really think I really think that it's cool that we have known each other for this long and and I I love I like to see improvement and change and so whenever you guys moved over to formerly formerly known as Grizzly Hall and now come and take it live I thought that it was a big change a big step because you're not on 6th Street anymore so how if you could explain to everybody listening how and I would I honestly and I'm sure people listening would like to know like dead truth like do you think that was a good move going from Dirty Dog to come and take it live because you're not on 6th Street anymore. You're a little bit farther away, which I know sounds crazy for 2.3 miles, but people seem to freak out over that. How, how's, what's your thoughts? I, I think it's been nothing but beneficial, man. I still love 6th Street, love downtown, love Dirty Dog Bar, love you know all of our friends and family that are still down there working at various Shout out to Bar Rob Hicks restaurant. in Hollywood. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, and it's, it, you know, anyone down there, um, you know, the folks at Empire, the folks at, you know, Dirty, of course, you know, the Parish and Barracuda and so on and so forth, uh-huh. Mohawk. I just, I don't know, man. It, it, uh, downtown just seems to be getting more and more uh, troublesome, you know, with various things, whether it be, you know, parking or drunk idiots or you know i don't know issues with the homeless or so on you know and we're not far from it so if you want to bounce back and forth it's great right i just i like being able to to easily get downtown but to not be in the mix of it you know having our own parking not having the stress as, as to where we're going to park on a daily basis like it's man, om- that was always yeah fine. it's almost yeah. like your your venue is a suburb of downtown yeah yeah right yeah it's like you're right on I, the cusp yeah, no, exactly, man. And, and, and you know, I, I really have grown to, to like, you know, uh, the Riverside area again, man. I mean, used to frequent it back in the day when, when uh, the back room was still around. But, um, you know, there's a lot going on between uh, Jackalope and, you know, Buzz Mill and, you know, all kinds of Motherfucking good food. emos in the same complex. Emos, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're great friends with them, too, man. We've got a great working relationship with the staff over there. And, you know, it's, I think it was a, definitely a move in the right direction. I would much rather, in my opinion, as in you know, as, you know, fan and you know, a concert goer, would feel better about I don't know, just not having as much trouble getting between my car and the entrance to the venue and vice versa. Sure, you know, sure, I can understand uh, that. But 
No, I think it's been great, man. Um, you know, and we've got some things cooking up. We're going to be here for, you know, a while. We signed a new lease, so we're, we're going to be here uh, for a good bit. And then we'll see what happens after that, man. I don't know. Well, I know that the one good thing that is going to come of this is that people are going to flood the streets and they are going to flood the bars because they can't take themselves anymore along with their family and friends because, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it's just, it's just a, it's a thing of human nature. You can't spend your time with just a select few amount of people because you just, you run out of things to do. You run out of things to say. You run out of things that you're interested in. You've already watched the entire fucking catalog of Netflix. You've played every board game in the house and you've gone outside 19 times to grill and camp and you can't take it anymore. You're like, fuck this. I need to go to a show, get a little sweaty, mix it up, buy some merch that I can't afford right now, but I'm trying to support this band and I'm going to go home and smile about it. Like that's, that's what's missing. And I feel that Whenever we come back from this, you I mean, your calendar is going to be air fucking tight. And it's it's yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty and I know that you and Skylar are like when all of this happened, your phones probably melted in your pocket from all of the all of the traffic. Oh dude. Yeah. Nonstop, man. Emails, calls, texts, lots of questions, lots of doubts. Like couldn't look at my email without having, you know, a handful of cancellations or postponements. And it was very, um, uh, man, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot there in the beginning and things have kind of mellowed out because, you know, again, like people are getting into a flow and understanding that like all agents and tours are having to work around one another, even more so than they already do, you know, because on top of people like already, Oh, and now we have to take these tours that were happening in the spring and try to sandwich them into what they were already working on, you know? Right. It, it, we're gonna, when shows start happening again across the board, I mean, not, not just us, you know, but it's just going to be overwhelming because, yeah, folks are going to be hungry to come out. There's going to be a lot going on. And, uh, <laughs> man, yeah, like looking at the calendar right now as we speak on my computer, it's just like, it's all, insane. All red. <laughs> Yeah, to see yeah, your yeah, yeah. Uh, we we got a lot of stuff, you know, in the works, and a lot of stuff that we're we're shifting around, you know. So the majority of the shows are still happening, just uh, you know, a few months from now. But uh, it's gonna be a uh, pretty busy fall, man. It's gonna be a busy winter, that's for sure, too, man. I okay, I haven't announced this yet, and just because, I mean, and it's all, only fourteen people are gonna hear this because that's who that's who's listening, our fourteen fans, but. Uh, December, I think we had agreed on December 4th is just kind of like a pinhole for the ATX Metal Podcast uh, show date. If you need that date, which I'm pretty sure you will now, by all means, take it. That's that's a, that's a back burner issue because I know that people need to get in and get them touring touring bands in here to bring the people in. Because, I mean, it's kind of a trickle-down effect. You you know, you come for Fit for a King and you got to see a couple bands before that from the local region, but that's that's the cool thing. People turn out in mass because they know that the people that are going to be on those really big bills are are kind of the mid tier mid tier local packages or um, not packages uh, bands. But then whenever yeah. but whenever you know we get together, it's going to be I, I, and it it's it doesn't matter who's coming through. I just feel that people in the first like thirty days are going to be like kids in the candy store. 
it, <laughs> what is what is come and take it live as a venue? If anything, if you guys have thought about, I wouldn't say future proofing your venue, but as far as making sure that the health and safety of the the patrons that come through your doors, are you guys going to do anything different? that you didn't do before, or are you guys going to add stuff to your plan? Like, for example, just a random bottle of hand sanitizer just out in the open because we have to change how we think now because of this thing, even in the future from three, six months from now? Right, right. That's definitely been, you know, a topic of discussion, you know, just trying to, yeah, be better prepared and, you know, better supplied and stocked up, you know, for just because obviously, like, just there's lots of cash being handed over you know between like you know buying a ticket or buying a drink at the bar or whatever there's you know right lots of cash which is you know dirty and then you know the, the you know between moshing and being wedged in the crowd and you know high fives handshakes and ass grabs and whatever else is going to happen you know there's like, a lot of ass grabbing yeah. um I'm, I'm a victim and also i'm a perpetrator <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it, 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 sometimes it's just like just that. I'm just being real with the people here. All right, uh, just you know, things like that, taking all that into account, you know, we're we're just it's definitely you know things that we're kind of brainstorming and working on and making sure that we, uh, if anything, you know, we'll be able to comply because I'm sure when it's all said and done, there are going to be new regulations in place too. Oh, paper you know, is going to so. have ink on it all over the place for pandemic response and or just general general audience, general patronage uh, guidelines. I could totally see that. Yeah, without a doubt, man. So, yeah, you know, kind of taking all that kind of stuff into account, you know, um, we'll, we'll be making some modifications for sure to kind of, you know, prepare for that or, you know, just try to, I don't know, just yeah, take preventative measures, you know, whether or not it's required or, or not, you know. I was thinking of like a rainy day fund, but instead of rainy day, put the world's fucking over fund. And just put a percentage of my check into that into that savings plan, and and you know maybe invested in basically invested into something to where I could immediately pull it out and not have to worry about taking a penalty. So I mean, obviously a savings account at a bank is okay, but your return rate is shit. So do you do right. it in like a one year CD and just keep rolling it over and rolling it over? But that's something that I've definitely thought about. And then another thing is obviously you know not doomsday prepper. Plus, but I guess doomsday prepper light. Like, I don't even own a gun. I don't think, I, therefore, I don't qualify to be Texan. Plus, I wasn't born here, so that's a that's not a, a not a birthright anyway. So, I just, it's really interesting because I listen to NPR. I listen to TED, TED Radio Hour and TED Talks and Freakonomics. And it sounds really fucking nerdy, but I'm telling you, if you have 25 to 30 minutes to kill and you want to just learn something new every day listen to podcasts like that like fucking sam harris and joe rogan and the fucking list goes on don't listen to my podcast because we just talk about music and shit and and ass grabs grabs. that that you know what that gets a ah it's all fucking new there it is yay (laughs) but no seriously like i have taken a step back and looked at my life as a whole. And it's like, you know what? I didn't fit pandemic into my life, which not only do you have to look at as a per an individual person. Hey, you know what? My wife, no, that's Google drive. My wife, that's my wife. She, uh, she's playing bartender. I'd sent her a text while we were talking. I said, bring more crown and Pepsi. 
<laughs> I don't know if you can you hear this. The crown pour. Thank, oh, okay. Thanks, thanks dear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my wife. My wife. I recorded that one too. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Anthony, we've come a long way, not only as a podcast, but as a team, man. And I really appreciate everything that you have allowed us to do, Chris and I, as a team and and, and getting with the locals because without people like yourself and Ben and Rob and I mean the list goes on, we have really formed a family here in Austin, Texas, and we have been contacted personally as a podcast because of things that other companies have seen and other businesses have seen that we produce out of your venue. So I just want to say thank you very much for allowing us to do our hobby and our passion. Yeah, of course, man. It's, uh, you know, I've said it a million times before and I'm going to continue to say it until the day I die, dude. It's, uh, we're all in this together. You know, none of this is possible without, you know, uh, everyone involved. Um, you know, so thank you guys very much also for helping us, promoting the show, supporting us, getting the content and, you know, just being a uh, genuine human beings to, to, you know, work with and to be able to call friends, man. It's uh, reciprocated and we love you guys very much, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Look, a brand new hug. <laughs> <laughs> I called for a shot. You got a shot? I'm going to take a shot right now. Uh, oh, yeah. If uh, yeah, Actually, you know what? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to pause for the cause. Uh, All right. Uh, I don't know what to play, but here. So, if you, you as a band member, what are you guys doing in Critical Assembly to stay fresh, uh, stay in contact? What are, what is Critical Assembly doing to stay in contact with the fans? Kind of walk me through some of that, if, I mean, if anything. Well, to be really honest with you, man. Um, I'll be real honest. We, we've. The idea is for us to keep the gears turning and to write some new music. You know, we just released that EP a couple weeks back. Uh, I guess shit, now almost a month ago. But you know, there's always you know uh, the creative juices flowing and and you know riffs being tossed around and, and ideas. Um, we would like to take this time to, I don't know, maybe even just go ahead and try to write another EP. I, would, uh, I wouldn't be mad going. at you. I would not be mad um, at you. We. So that's what we what we like to do, right? Um, unfortunately, you know, I've been, and I'm sure the same for Rob too, having you know a show calendar. He's got to <laughs> juggle around and reschedule. So I mean, been a little uh, busy. That's been my obvious like primary focus, and then you know we've got kiddos, so trying to um, keep their their schooling, you know, going during this too, and schedules and routines, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so the plan is to work on some stuff. Um, I think me personally, I'm at a point now where it's a lot of, it's a lot of hurry up and wait, you know, like just, okay, scramble, get a new date and then wait to see if the agent can structure the tour around it. And they'll hurry up and wait method. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm at a point now where a lot of that kind of, you know, is just, I'm waiting to hear back from them. And, uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll start getting some new tunes you know, toss around and see if we can't come up with uh, some shit, you know. But uh, it's been a little chaotic here for the first <laughs> first couple of weeks. So real real briefly, for those that don't know, Come and Take It and Come and Take It Live, 
could you kind of give a real quick synopsis of how Come and Take It Productions started? Like basically give us a real, I guess like a shortened timeline of where it started, how it started to current. Because I'm kind of interested. I lost, I drank a few whiskeys at your bar. Some of it's a little blurry and I forget. So I just really need a refresher. So if I ever get asked, hey, so how long is your spot? You know, like, you know, sponsorship questions. I can just rattle them off the head instead of going, uh, Siri, open Marco Polo app and ask Anthony Stevenson this. <laughs> um, well, so Come and Take It Productions uh, started going on 11 years ago. At the time, uh, I, 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 can't, I think I've given you the, the background story on all this. But yeah. I can't quite remember. So if I, I don't know. I'm getting a little redundant. Just, uh, just, uh, Fast forward. From here. But I, at the time, was working for an engineering firm here in Austin, uh, the economy was, we're going, we're about to go through a recession or we're going through a recession. And wait, were you, know, you an engineer? Uh, I was an, uh, an HVAC mechanical engineer for an MEP firm, uh, called EN incorporated here in Austin. God damn. And, I, I didn't know. I knew you were good looking. I didn't know you were smart too, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, uh, I, I slip, uh, Mr. Ryan here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Venmo that to you right now, right? Uh, uh, that's a uh, dollar sign Ryan at CashApp.com. <laughs> um, I've been working there. You know, you could just again, the recession, the economy was getting worse and worse, and lenders couldn't afford the projects, and uh, the investors couldn't afford it. So slowly, the you know, uh, all these companies were just being downsized. And when that was happening, I was producing local shows at Red 7 and, and Encore at the time. My brother was a uh, beer delivery guy for Brown Distributing. He was delivering to Dirty Dog, and he's like, hey, I met these guys, uh, Cracker and Hollywood, that bartend down at Dirty Cracker Dog. Cracker and Hollywood! <laughs> hey, every time we play this fucking air horn, take a shot. Oh, okay. Okay. But no, man, that's, I, I love that. I love, and that's one of the things that's beautiful about the people that I have met. And, and, and I don't want to sound all braggadocious and just, you know, kind of bleep sucky, but like, because of the venue and the production company that you have and the, and the lineups that you helped build and built yourself and all the stuff that you've done, I have met a lot, a lot of really cool people, my dude. And <laughs> thank you very much for doing what you do. But so, so keep going with your story. I didn't mean to come in there and butter your bread. No, no you're all good, man. Uh, they want to take a shot and crack open the other dainty <laughs> white cloth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Peek you uh, out, bitches. Thank you out, bitches. Uh, yeah, after this, I'm getting back to the love story. Um, okay. So, okay. Uh, met Crimson and started to do shows with Dirty Dog. And so this was right around the time that all of these firms just closed. And um, and so I had to, you know, try to figure out a way to keep roof over my head. And so I started putting on more local shows. And So were you doing this on the side while working as an HVAC guy? Yeah, just because I was in bands. And, like, I mean, when I was a kid, even, you know, growing up in Lockhart, man, we had uh, the uh, uh, Got some goddamn, goddamn good barbecue down in Lockhart. Yeah, damn right. That's what I'm talking about. 
about all we're really known for at this point. But I mean, <laughs> we got barbecue um, and Anthony Stevenson. I don't know what else we got, guys, but that's it. <laughs> um, uh, as a kid, dude, like in 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 uh, in high school, man, um, I was playing in little garage bands. You know, we didn't have any places to play, and we couldn't come to Austin because we're too young to play the bars and venues. So. I would rent the amphitheater there in Lockhart or rent the, uh, uh, man, the name of it escapes me now. It's currently called the Gaslight Theater. At the time, it was uh, something else. It was an old movie theater that they confirmed, they, they converted into a performing arts theater. And we'd rent it and we would just, like, our band would play and then our other buddies' garage bands would play. And I never once thought like oh man you should actually consider pursuing this when you get older and oh kind of like when i started interviewing people for fun and was like this will never be a job this is just fun right yeah like oh man you know and i think that's like damn if i started doing this you know right out of high school then dude if i would have kicked if if chris and i would have kicked this off in 2012 it, God damn, leaps and bounds ahead of where we... But, I mean, that's just... That's a part of growing up, right? I'm 36. What are you, like, 38, 40, something like that? 32? <laughs> 35, you dick. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. You just... You you, you, you seem you seem like a dad to me. Even though we're, I'm older than you, you seem like a dad. I mean, you know what? That would make sense if you were my stepdad in one world. Which, which, I mean, which you are. The multiverse is, is infinite, so it's happened. I'm your fucking I'm your fucking stepdad in one multiverse. So, brush yeah, your, brush your teeth, fucker. <laughs> With my allowance, dad. <laughs> you got to earn that shit, son. Go go start a production company and make music. All right. I'm taking it straight to the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for real though, I'm gonna need you to, to uh, cash out that money back. Um. So yeah, it just, I dropped my it, microphone. Yeah. I dropped. <laughs> I laugh so I'm sorry. I'd had typically a mute whenever I'm not talking, but I had to let you know I'd, I laughed so hard that my face hit the microphone and it fell. But uh, that's awesome. You're not getting your money. You're not. Uh, <laughs> your mom took it all. Yeah. Uh, long story short, man. Uh, times were hard. Needed to find a way to make money. Started with local shows, and then somehow my information got uh, entered into a database somewhere um some small booking agents found it started sending me stuff and then that snowballed and i was basically referred to bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger agents and that went up and then it just kind of built rapport and and you know once you kind of get in you know uh you the folks can vouch for you you know simply right. what it is like, yes you know we've done x amount with this guy he's legit he, he pays the bands you know uh, he gets contracts and deposits in on time you know uh, usually, um, uh, <laughs> caveat <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it happened, man. It's kind of like, uh, by accident. And, you know, when it really started to happen, I'm like, holy shit, man, this is what I've been, what I should have been doing for you get that light, now. you get that you light know? bulb. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, this one thing led to another and I'm here, man. It's, it's Wild. I don't know. Well, but, uh, I can't. I can't thank you enough, my man, because it, it's it's just. I'll be honest with you. I am a North Carolina boy at heart. I was born in Ohio, moved down to North Carolina when I was young. I was raised there. I spent my five years in the in the Marine Corps down at Camp Lejeune, so I got to go home a lot. 
then I ventured out and did a couple other things, did some contracting gigs. But moving here is strictly because of my oldest daughter who turned 16 in like a handful of days on the 8th. So what are we two days away now? And I have not seen, I have not seen that, that young lady in almost actually not almost in over four years. I have not. And she's two hours away from me. This is how wild this shit is. I moved out here for her and I know that her mom might see it a little bit differently and she might chastise me for going overseas and being a contractor for five years. But you know what? I was trying to make the best financial decision at a young age to set myself up in the future. Whether I succeeded or not, I'm at where I'm at and it is what it is. I can't turn around and say, well, I need to change what happened on February 3rd of 2013, which I don't know why that date just popped up in my head. Now I'm going to go back and figure out what happened on February 3rd just so I don't feel really fucking weird down the road. <laughs> but in the meantime of me trying to figure out my actual blood family relationships with my daughter and my ex-wife, and now I have you know my current wife. My wife! She is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> like, like... Jesus, like her and my kid Parker, is, who is just a, you know, she just turned seven. So her and her sister are about eight days apart. And it's really, it's really cool. But I have, like I said, I haven't seen my oldest daughter in four plus years, probably creeping on five. And you know what? That's okay. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to lose my marbles over it, Robin Hood style. But it is to the point where that. Whenever she's ready, she's ready. She'll contact me. She'll drive up. But I just stay in contact with her. I message her. You know, Parker, my, my daughter, messages her and lets her know what's going on. But in the meantime, I've really come to find a family from the metal community that really, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing because I have met people that have helped me grow this podcast. And like I said, if it was not for the musicians – the local artists. I'm not even worried about the national guys. I mean, just the talent in Texas alone. If I could find some people that would pay me, like <laughs> if I could just find like 10 or 15 sponsors to throw over some cash and, you know, just uh, help get the word out about local metal. Uh, I'll live a very low key life here in Leander, Texas, and just make sure that the music gets out every single day. But it's, 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 it really, it really makes me happy to know that there are people that I can depend on because I have no family here. It's me, my wife, and my kid. That's it. I don't have any extended family. I got my uncle in Houston and his, and his wife and my cousins, but me and my cousins don't talk because of politics, so there's that. But it is what it is. But I've found a, I've found a handful of people, more than a handful, two hand, like two handfuls, and I have to borrow some handfuls because there are a lot of a lot of good people here that are in the music scene, uh, to include yourself, and you really have grown this this industry to a point. You know, obviously, like you said, it, it takes there's you know there's a team involved, and like in all of the businesses that you named on East Riverside, uh, Buzzsaw and Emos. I think you said it was a Jackalopes. Is that right? Is they are they over there? Or they'll know. Yeah, side? Jackalopes Southshore. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. I know that what you guys are doing is fueled by passion because that's what fuels us here at the podcast, but there's also love mixed in, you know, and if you can make a buck, then make a buck, but don't make it all about the money, you know, but I feel like that's the one thing that's helping me gravitate and stay with you guys is that I can see that there is genuine support from everybody that comes in here. 
I mean, yeah, I've seen a couple shitty things go on in your venue, but it's more on the person that's creating that problem versus than a vent, right. like versus than a top down venue. And that's a that's a complete legitimate. That isn't. I'm kissing his ass because he's my sponsor. It's it's that's that's my real take. Is you come to come and take it. I know there's been some shit posting out there before, but I can tell you if there was anything funky going on with come and take it. I would be the first one to cancel our sponsorship with these guys. Like that's that's right, how right. and and we're live now on the phone. I know this is pre-recorded, but this is not this isn't edited. So um you know what? Drink for that. Honest reviews. I'd probably you know what? I'm not even sure who said we probably vibe to it, but I need to figure that the fuck out because they sounded hammered and I want to give them another try. <laughs> but anyway, I'll get off my soapbox, man. We've been going for almost an hour now. I know that you uh you got your your children and your your lovely wife to get to, as do I. But if <laughs> where can people go and look up things about come and take it and about come and take it live, come and take productions, come and tour. Oh, actually, you know what? Could you explain come and tour it real quick? I'm, we totally skipped over that. Uh, it was, um, uh, an idea, you know, for local and regional bands that may or may not be in a position to, you know, buy a trailer of their own. Uh, we've you know, gotten to you and kind of built them out to, be better suited for a touring band, you know, with things like shelves and retention walls. and. So these are, mas know. I wouldn't say master-planned trailers, but you have thought about it. Because Chris has told me, whenever he used to tour with the Ansible, you guys, they got the the the, the blah, 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 trailer. And I remember looking inside of one going, why is this here? He said, oh, because this fits here, and this is why. And here's a guitar rack, and here's an amp, and thing. And I just sat back and was like, wow, who the fuck thought of this? It's like, well, uh, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, many moons ago when we needed to hit the road, whether it be for a weekend or a week or a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, you know, we'd, um, if we didn't already own a trailer, we'd have to look at renting one from U Haul, which wasn't bad, but there, you know, anyone that's been in a trailer from U Haul, you know, the downsides come with that. You're, you're unable to, really lock the trailer Secure. to your vehicle and um and yeah and then just, you know just you know, fees and rates and money and all that kind of shit so um we just figured you know let's let's provide a, a bigger better trailer with more you know amenities so to speak that's more you know suited for bands and artists and equipment and um how big are your yeah. trailers because i'm gonna look something up real quick while we're talking i think the let's go back and look but i'm they're <laughs> so the my, my I was always curious like how much does a trailer cost that is outfitted the way that let's just say a four piece band would require how much would that cost to purchase set up license insure and all that for like one year and if you only go on tour twice two weekend tours in a year how much money are you saving but also how good of a product are you getting? Does that make sense? Right, right, yeah. I, I mean, you know, ballpark. Now, granted, if you could buy a used trailer, you know, you could buy, you know, different sizes of trailers and whatnot. I mean, so this, 
you know, th- there's all kinds of variables and all that good stuff. But I mean, you know, by the time I finished and built out the trailer that I had, uh, I feel like after like the trailer tax title license, you know, parts, materials, and all that, um, it came out to I think somewhere around uh, 3700 I, I, I don't know I, I've got records somewhere but I mean somewhere a brand around, new like, trailer yeah now, and the thing is too to be honest with you that was uh, the, that first trailer that I built out was uh, a single axle and really what you should do what any band should need do that double. You know, if you're going to buy one man yeah get a tandem axle because if you have one tire blow you know, you can at least safely get to the side of the road Chernobyl the uh, Secret just went out on tour and on their trailer, they have their own trailer. They said that their fender was hanging down, and I believe they, I believe they have a single axle. I have to call CJ or Hunter back and figure it out. But they said that they noticed there was something up with the fender. Went out and saw that a screw or something had protruded through the fender metal and was dragging onto the tire, chewing it down to the to the sidewall to the to the cords. So they were they were almost on blowout territory. Which, if you have a blowout on a trailer and you got gear inside of there, that's just fucking physics and all that fun stuff. That trailer is mm. going to get tipped potentially, very high probability. Right. Yeah. 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 That uh, I remember. I think it was the Browning man years ago. Yep. Um, I had them at the Dirty Dog, and on their way to the show, I forget whether I think they were coming from like Dallas, Fort Worth, or something like that. They either had a blowout or something happened where they end up the entire trailer had tipped over on its side and you know they they were able to you know i guess get everything out and then tip it back and put everything back in get it repaired and they're back on the road but i mean like that could have been i don't know i mean you know it, it, fortunately that was as bad as it was you know it could have been worse obviously but um have you, you ever say i mean like you know just you know touring any band and any vehicle obviously there's like so many Cautions you have to take, and you know, it can get real hairy real quick. You know, have you ever thought about purchasing more and staging them? Like, say, one in DFW, one in Houston, one in San Antonio? Because, like, kind of imagine the enterprise of trailer rentals. (laughs) I'll put money in. Yeah, I haven't really gotten that far with it. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, the the coming tour stuff is it's available, it's there, it's kind of on the back burner. Skyler has been kind of he's more in charge of of that now. So, if there are any bands out there that need, uh, you know, a trailer for anything coming up, uh, Skyler Harpel is the person to hit up Skyler. He's fucking Um, tall, you can't miss him. Can't miss him. Yeah, the the fool's got to, he's got to duck down each time he wants to talk to me. And (laughs) so, fucking six, six, five. Or some shit, and he's a drummer. He's, a, he's, a, he's at least like seven foot twelve, man. I don't know. <laughs> he's um, as big as the catfish I caught at the fucking yeah. bottom of the river. Yeah, Shaq who? Shaq what? <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it, so I, it, it's there. Like I mean, really, you know, when it started, I was like, man, you know, I really need a trailer for the band that I'm in. Uh, but at the same time, it'd be cool if I didn't have to, you know, own it. Uh, uh, well, like, you know, pay for it in its entirety. So if I can rent it out to help, you know, kind of uh, alleviate some of those expenses and let's rock and roll and let's do it. And it kind of became a thing. You know, it worked out. Well, it's a beautiful idea because, I mean, the fact that every band should be touring regionally to get their music out to a different venue. Because, I mean, let's just be honest. 
I mean, even you as a as a as a venue owner and a production agent or a production company owner, you you have a rule that you do not allow bands to play within X amount of weeks within time frame, right? Is that is that correct? Um, we, we try to, I mean, it depends on, on I mean, you're flexible. I get that. Yeah. If it's, if it's a big road show, you know, I mean, really like there are radius clauses, you know, that, that promoters and agents have between themselves for a show. So we kind of try to do the same thing with the local or regional act. Like, look, man, okay. if, you know, if, if we're going to put you on this show that can only, you know, play Dallas, Houston, Austin or whatever, you know, and it's a big road show, obviously like there's, you know, kind of a bigger thing, you know, we want to make sure that y'all are guaranteeing y'all's max potential for the show. And, you know, instead of just playing, I don't know, uh, back to back to back, you know, weeks before and after, like, let's, let's all put forth the same effort and, you know, like, you know, don't play another Austin show for two weeks before and after that way, you know, your friends and fans are are getting the most bang for their buck as well, you know, right? which is, that's kind of trying not to oversaturate. Yeah, 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 and that's that's kind of like a topic in the sound. I mean, like once you know any band gets to a certain level in their career, they need to kind of be more mindful of that, anyways. But you know, especially for the road shows, man, I can't tell you. I, I you know don't want to name any names, and I can't remember which shows. It, it, <laughs> you know. Allegedly, but, air quotes. Uh, but I mean, like I remember there being some some pretty significant show, and then you know, where it should not have been difficult for any band to promote it. I mean, the show basically promoted itself. It sold itself. And, you know, and, and the band was like, man, like, none of our fans came out because we just played two days ago at, I don't know, at the hole-in-the-wall spot down the street. V- I'm like, venue Bro. X. I'm like, why? Why why'd you do that? <laughs> why, why, Gina? Like, why? That, 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 Tell that, me why. Yeah. Well, man, I think I think that I well, I'm in no position to tell you how to run your business, but I feel like that's a really good that is a really good thing. And I've actually had shows that I was booking or that I was helping booking and and the bands here know they're like, we cannot play this show because of Anthony's rule. Not saying that Anthony is the motherfucking czar of of goddamn of goddamn shows around here, but it just goes to show that how like even just out of pure respect that these bands keep you and come and take it productions and come and take it live in mind when they are looking at future bookings whether it's for something at like fucking spider house coffee i mean like no disrespect it's just I, like that's just a that's not a place that you go all the damn time for live music it's not set up that way so doing right. a doing a place like spider house versus come and take it if you don't want to oversaturate, you know, even when like Lucky Lounge was a thing, Lucky Lounge was trying to get as much fucking metal through the door as possible. And that's where I met like people like Chuck Sanders from Isonomist. I met Brian Allen, currently of Ultramine. He was formerly in Call Me King. Chernobyl the Secret, that's where I found those guys at. Like it's just, it's it's impressive because, though you know, those little bars, the bars that allow the smaller bands to get in there and knock off the dust and unfuck themselves before they hit stages like Dirty Dog and Emos, Come and Take It Live, Empire, Indoor, Outdoor, Mohawk. It's kind of crazy because you need the little places like that. You need this mm-hmm. you need you need those. They and they will right. not they will, I personally think Austin community will not let places like that go away. And I know that Rob just had this like knockout drag out fight. I don't know the extent of it, but it seemed like it was pretty 
pretty intense because I was, I mean, fuck, Hoax went away. And if anybody listening that doesn't know about Hoax Death Metal Pizza, fucking Google that <laughs> shit. And I'm sorry that you're going to miss out because it is no more because of bureaucracy right. and fucking rent raising. So I'm told. Yeah. So I'm told. Yeah. Ale- I'm doing air quotes. Ca- allegedly. So. Yeah, no. man. That's. Um... God, it's such a fucking. It's 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 a. So another, you know, we were talking about leaving downtown earlier, man. That's kind of another right. part of it. It's, it's ever evolving, and all these spots that we, you know, love have and, come to love. You know, are just they're being squeezed out, and it's very unfortunate, you know, but. We didn't want to be stuck in a position like that and, you know, build something only to find ourselves, you know, a few years down the road being squeezed out by these, you know, Johnny Dallas carpet bagging sons of bitches. Carpet bagging fucking sons of bitches. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we, Chris and I have, have chatted and have spoken with Rob, and we are going to do everything in our power because you really don't know how how things are going, especially if you're not frequently speak like me and Rob, like we talk online and this, that, and the other, but we don't like text each other. We don't Marco Polo each other. We don't really, we only talk when it's, when we're there and we're doing stuff. And, and Rob knows that, that we're, we're, we're down, we're down to help regardless. So we're going to, we're going to, this year we're once all, everything gets turned back on since dirty dog bar is is a smaller venue we can do a little bit more in there with our live streaming just take it straight out of the board three cameras with mm. a mobile cam and it's going to be gravy and i really it's not that we're trying to take away from people coming through the door and paying tickets because that's what i would much rather happen because those ticket sales goes right back to the bands and if they're mm. pre-selling tickets they get a di- you, you get a little bit of a discount and the bands get credit for that ticket as well and then you come to the venue you tip your bartender, you pay your tab, venue makes money, you buy a piece of merch, the band makes money. It, it's just a, it's a, it's a whole fucking gamut of how to support local music. So we are going to try and do our part to get to the, I guess, smaller venues or the, you know, first tier or second tier. I don't know. We're just, but we're going to try everything that we can do to help out, to keep our local, our local music scene alive because, like I said, you guys have been our sponsor for four plus years. You guys have opened the doors to us. We know that we have a home there with you. And when a big show comes through and there's some promoting to do, we'll definitely be there for you. But we're, you know, we're kind of like the underdogs. We're the, we're here for the people that want to just play some fucking music and throw trash cans, you know, <laughs> drink some goddamn whiskey. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> but Mr. Anthony, I greatly appreciate you talking to me. We've been uh we've kind of breached our hour contract, so to say. But you know what? That's okay. I feel that we have a, I feel that we have a few more of these lined up. Next time it's definitely gonna be a drinking party. I'm gonna put a fucking sample on this uh on the sample pad that says something like drink bitches or something to that effect. <laughs> We'll keep it to a 30-minute segment, and I promise I will not have everybody drinking more than once per two minutes because that's 15 shots in 30 minutes. You'd probably be dead, and I don't need lawsuits. So, no, it's, it's, it's a good thing that we're maintaining a drinking wing here because, I mean, you know, when we get back at the venue, it's going to be all like Donkey Kong. I just, I, I, I'm, bringing, I'm just going to bring my sleeping bag, uh, Anthony, Tony. I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm bringing a sleeping bag. I'm gonna bring like a fanny a fanny pack. I'm gonna put it like in somewhere a safe location because that's gonna be my oh fuck emergency bag. 
don't yeah. know what's going to be in it right now, but I've got plenty of time to shelter in place and figure it out. So when I come out in the pit and I get knocked the fuck out, I'll be like, I'll have a note in my pocket that'll just say, where's the fanny pack? And everybody's going to know where it's at. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, just real quick side note, okay. just, just little, little story. Funny that you mentioned the fanny pack, dude, because when I go on the road with Crowbot, fanny pack is my, is my that's where it's safe. at. We're, we're keep, in our thirties. Uh, fanny packs are <laughs> legit. Yeah, it's uh, you know I keep like uh, you know the merch items and pens and markers and things, but I keep little light bottles. You gotta get more too. So uh, as the as the night goes on, I can surprise you know one uh, lucky uh, uh, you know the patron <laughs> attending with a with a patron. There you go. That that's what we're looking for with a surprise bottle of Jack Daniels. There we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, we uh, a little we fucking mini on. bottle to the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, went out to New York uh, for Crobot's album release party and show, and they did a little run around it. And uh, wasn't on the road with them, but just went out to surprise the guys. And and uh, anyways, uh, we partied pretty good. And the next, I think it was the next day after the listening party, we went to like a lunch thing prior to the show and uh, walked in with a fanny pack and just had miscellaneous flight bottles stuffed into this, this bad boy and just watched up each one of them had their had them stick their hand into the fanny pack and and choose you know uh, their bottle without knowing what it was are we talking are we talking a blind reach into a fanny pack on a man is a blind reach into a fanny pack on a grown-ass man that hey you if you've ever been in that situation uh i congratulate you i'm just i'm saying right now that's yeah, a yeah. That's a yeah, that, that's a hard move. Yeah, man. And you know, some of the guys got uh, whiskey, and some got tequila, some got vodka, some got gin. I don't know. Nothing about <laughs> the, gin, the gin guys are like, I want to redo. Yeah, nothing good can come from some like you know room temp gin that's been stuffed in a fanny pack on a grown ass <laughs> dude. You know? I honestly, like, man, I don't think there's anything that. Okay, I can think of a few things that are good that could come out of a fucking fanny pack that have been there for a few uh, hours. But they're the, the the majority of shit just is not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. a little side note. It just, it just, uh, I don't fanny pack talk. I think is what got me on there. You know what? I think I, I, I uh, that was class, if if you if you will if you allow me I'll, I'll I'll I will do the research into uh cost analysis of some come and take it slash ATX metal podcast fucking fanny pouches. Uh, to give out his treats and stuff. So, because <laughs> I feel stories like that, I feel like really help everybody do their part as far as supporting local music. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to reach into a man's fanny pack that, 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 that's, that's in the middle of the pit? And it's like, here, I've got a present for you. Reach into my bag. Where's it at? It's my, it's my fanny pouch right above my crotch. Just look, give this a go. Just close your Reason eyes and by crotch special, as it were, and uh, <laughs> <he's a prize. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reach into my cross satchel. Well, well, hey, real quick, man, before before we get off the horn here, yes. I just want to want to make a little note and say a little little thing thing here. Okay, okay. Because um, there's um obviously been a lot of questions, a lot of you know uh, not necessarily concerns, but you know just just confusion and, and questions about the status of a lot of shows that we have coming up. Or yes, please you know, ed- uh, educate the people. As we are able to announce new dates, we're doing so. It's kind of on a case by case. Like we can't just like come out and be like, hey, 
all of these shows are being postponed. Here's a new date. Wham, bam. Because there's, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of shit involved. But um, I want people to know that we are actively just every day, all day, working with agents on uh, reconfirming shows, postponing them, rescheduling them, whether it be, again, in a couple months, in a few months at the end of the year, some unfortunately due to travel bans and you know European bans and whatnot, uh, tours are having to be postponed to spring of 2021. But um, we're doing everything that we can to get these shows rebooked and reannounced uh, ASAP. Um, shows that are still happening, uh, all previously purchased tickets are still valid for the shows. Uh, if you cannot make the new date, we will be more than happy to refund. Um, Refunds. Uh, you know, uh, the tickets, you know, it's full refund, uh, no big deal. Um, you know, because obviously it's like, oh, I bought a ticket for May the 1st, but I can't attend this new date of November 1st because it's my, I don't know, my dog's birthday or some shit. I don't know. Um, so anyways, I just no, want to put that. that out there. I just want to mention that to folks. You know, now, again, fortunately, I feel like people get it. They understand that it's not just like, Oh, come and take a production is canceling all the stuff. It's like, no, it's it's Boo, everyone throughout the entire country. Suck. Yeah. So I just you know, just uh just wanna ask folks to just be patient. Um, you know, we're working on it and if something is just gonna outright cancel, you know, then we'll let folks know and we'll refund the money automatically. If something is going to be postponed, we'll give folks the option to either keep a ticket or get a refund if they choose to take that route too. Not a big deal. So just want to put that out there. Awesome, dude. I think that is uh, that that gets a that gets a light clap, light clap from the crowd. The <laughs> the uh, the fact that you're you're issuing refunds because there are some shows and some ven- venues that are not refunding money. I have seen some of the, I guess some of the horror stories of venue cancellation and show cancellation. And plus, and I understand, you know, the last show that I went to was the locals only showcase that Skyler threw down on and that was just fuck dude so much fun and i recorded every single band except i think for the first one and a half or maybe the half of the one i can't remember but i've got everybody on there from belligerence to condolence to hate waker to familiar with failure or is it i mean god i feel like i'm missing or not explaining it better but that was the last show i went to that was live and i was like so happy that it was a local show that it was a local 10 plus lineup and that's one of the cool things that I really appreciate about come and take it productions and come and take it live is that you have not shied away from really promoting local music and I just wanted to say thank you very much because without without those bands having their passion and their projects and without people like you having a production company to book shows to get them in the venue that you partially own, I couldn't do shit like this. And it's just, it's really fucking rad to see the family that has been built. So um, with that, sir, I say thank you. We've been running our faces for an hour plus, And I know that we have family and more drinks to get to. Hey, all good, man. It's, it's been long overdue. But uh, yeah, man, I wish... Um I uh, wish you and your family well. Wish uh, you know all the supporters of the bands and the company and the venue uh, podcast and just the music scene uh, as a whole. Uh, wish all you guys well, man. Just 
stay safe, keep your head up, you know, we'll make it out of this nonsense eventually. Um, and when that happens, you know, uh, just know that we'll be rocking and rolling. The bands are going to be throwing down even harder. It's going to be, you know, just, it's going to be a huge family reunion when all this shit goes away and we can all see each other one again and throw down. Who, who's, yeah. who's, I can't wait for that to happen. Who's your, who's, who you got your money on for the first wall of death at Come and Take It? Ooh, well, I, uh, actually, you're the owner. You can't say that. You liability. <laughs> here's, well, no. Here, here's the thing. I, in my head, know, or I'm willing to bet on who it will be for. But it's for a show that we haven't announced yet. And and I never so, mind. Pull, yeah. pull it. Keep them in suspense. You got to go to come and take it productions dot com and keep checking the calendar out till you see all these shows pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of cool stuff coming up, man. You know. Uh, and is that where they can find you on all the socials? Just at Come and Take It Productions, or just give a shout out to all your all your social peeps. Yeah, um, I mean we're we're on you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the good stuff. And for our handles, I don't quite remember what they are. But I'll tell you right now, it's at Come and Take It Productions and at Come and Take It Live. Because <laughs> I have to ta- I have to tag that shit religiously. It's just a part of what I do. There you go, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as far as us, you can find us at, at ATX Metal Podcast, all one word. We are on Twitter. We are on Spotify. Hey, good news. Good news. After five and a half years of doing this, we finally, finally got submitted to a legit RSS feed. Um, not that it was broken before, but we just never really... I don't know, man. You would think that you'd want to get on iTunes as a as a podcaster five years ago, whenever we first started doing this. But we submitted and submitted and submitted. We kept getting rejected. We were like, "Oh, it's probably a copyright thing." But now, five years later, like I do this thing on Station Head Radio, where it's legit like a like a radio station, and I just play from our Texas Metal Spotify playlist because I know that that puts money back in the pockets of the bands you know whatever the percentage or fraction of a penny it is but hey it's still it's 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 a way to support and i don't have to pay any licensing fees and i don't have to pay any royalties because it's all being paid through the through the people that are operating the fucking companies i'm just sharing music so knowing that that's a thing now uh we i finally did all the fucking homework and got my ducks in a row and now we're finally on spotify podcast and I think within a few weeks or days or months or whatever, I don't know, but we'll be on Google Play, Stitcher, uh, shit, iTunes, all of them, Caster.io, the podcast app. Like it's it's really neat to see what I could you know what I could accomplish in my house in the matter of two weeks. And me and Chris have been scratching our heads for fucking five years. It took a goddamn pandemic that's melting the world down for me to go. This is how I get on Spotify. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I do I do greatly appreciate your time, Anthony, and everything that you do. I know that there's a lot of support out there for you and the family at Come and Take It Live, and at Come and Take It Productions. You know, Skyler and Seneca and Wes and Cracker, and I mean Jesus, the the fucking Yankee. The, the, it just the list goes on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mac and yes, Bam. Sir. Like just it it's, it just it goes on and on and on and on and on. So I'll quit rambling. Cause we got whiskey to drink after we hang up, right? 
Yeah, you goddamn right. You goddamn right. All right, again, my name is Ryan with ATEXMO Podcast. Today, we've had the pleasure of having Anthony Stevenson from Come and Take It Productions and Come and Take It Live, our sponsor. Give us a, a little inside scoop as to how he is operating and what is to come here in the future. So, Anthony, I greatly appreciate it, and I'll talk to you later, my dude. Very welcome, brother. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. All right, love you, bud. Love you, too. All right, bye.